Hi, and welcome to IndieWire's Filmmaker Toolkit Podcast. This is Chris O'Fall, the editor of the Toolkit, and my guest today is director Steve McQueen talking about his wonderful new film, Windows. You know, Steve, one, one thing I didn't have context for that I realized in talking to your cinematographer, Sean, um, that I don't think an American audience has is that this was a well-watched, well-beloved um, series when you, were, when you were younger that a lot of people in, in the UK watched, right, Widows? Yes, many, many, many moons ago, about 35 years ago. 1983, um, Widows came, I think it was April 1993, Widows came out, and it was, uh, yeah, I think it, w- it took people by surprise. It was, the, it was the first TV show written by Linda DePlant, who uh, went on to write Primal, Prime Suspect, excuse me, uh, with Helen Mirren. Um, and it was just one of those things where it caught people's imaginations. I mean, these four women, these underdogs, um, sort of, uh, you know, going on this sort of uh, caper, you know. My, I, I read somewhere that 13-year-old Steve McQueen really identified with it. There was something, there was, I mean, it was a, a stories that everybody enjoyed, but you really identified with something. Yeah, I think that these women were deemed to be not capable, and they were being judged by their parents, similar to how I was being judged a 13-year-old black child in London growing up in the early 80s. It was a, it was a tense time. And to have sort of people on screen who you could immediately identify with, don't forget, I think, you know, again, when you're a young person, and particularly a young black person, you know, I would not even say... A, a young person, I'll say exclusively a black person, as you're growing up as a young person, you are always asking the questions who, how, why, and what. You become more politicized at a very, very early age. And even though I was identifying with Sean Connery being 007 or Johnny Wiseman even being Tarzan, there was a weirdness about that. So to see these four women and what they had to go through, you know, surfing, navigating, and putting on its head all these stereotypes, you kind of identify with it because that's this kind of stuff that sort of stuff that I was dealing with at that time. My understanding is this is a project uh, that you, please don't have a sip, don't. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, my understanding is this is a project that, in the idea of you turning this into a Stephen Queen movie, is something that's been churning in your head for a while. Um, what was it over the course of you know, many years of building this that was the key to kind of breaking it, to making it yours? Just, I don't know what a Steve McQueen movie is. I just try to do, you know. It's, it's, something no, that, no, that it's interesting, no, because there's this sort of branding going on. And again, I don't know. Again, yes, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because I just wanted to make the best story I possibly could out of this material. I, I carried with me for 35 years. Mm. And it's obviously it's stuck. Mm. And I think obviously there was, again, you know, it was a similarity. Of course, I'm not a woman. So, you know, there's a lot of things which, which, which I had no idea about. But that similarity was something which I wanted to bring into the present day. Um, and it was just one of those things which I, I had a passion to, 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 to do so because the story was so amazing, it was so thrilling. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so many obstacles to sort of overcome these women, which I wanted to sort of just sort of put on the big screen. Mm. And of course, this is before Me Too or before, or before Time's Up. So, but, but what was interesting about that, when, when, we was making, when we were making the picture, Me Too sort of, you know, well, Me Too has been, has been going on for a long, a long time, but of course it became came into the public consciousness. And it actually was a shot in the arm for our production. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was going on in front of the camera, a lot of that stuff was happening behind camera. I mean, the, the debates, the conversations. So it was very interesting to sort of, that, you know, the, that it be, it be, the making of the film and actually um, what was going on behind the camera was kind of interesting at, at that time. And it's one, it's one of those rare occasions where you, you get people having conversations about the, the subject or the matter of the film.
I mean, it was, you know, there's these wonderful stories about these British filmmakers going off to France to make a, a you know, to, a, a, a movie in the, in, the, in the 60s or 70s, and this sort of, you know, the gaffer or the cameraman was sort of reciting sort of, you know, the, um, you know, certain kind of French philosophers or certain kind of Renoir sort of, uh, you know, the dialogue in, in, in films. But we were actually having that discussion as a, as a team, as a group of filmmakers, from catering to make, hair and makeup to, uh, to wardrobe to the camera department. You know, metaphorically, Chicago is a, you know, you move this from London to Chicago yes. and, and, and um, Chicago's political history and the way that these elements, uh, the story of Chicago, it's easy to understand how to build this tapestry, but there's an element here also of the feel and the texture and the look of Chicago that I, I can only assume you've spent time there, that there's an element of grounding it in this place uh, beyond just its history politically that makes it, you know, that lends itself to telling this type of story. Lends itself to telling this type of story. Um, I think what it, I th yes, I think, I mean, I've been going to, to Chicago for 22 years. Through your artwork, is that what it is? It was, yes. I had the, my first solo exhibition was at the uh, Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago uh, uh, 22 years ago. And my wife, who was then my girlfriend at the time, went to sort of the Democratic Convention. Yeah, when Bill Clinton was president. So I always say that my first footprint into uh, Chicago was art and politics. But also I had great help, don't forget, in Adam Stockhausen. He is from Milwaukee. Um, and he, you know, what a great, <laughs> great art director. Adam is my man, I love that guy. Um, you know, he did a lot of research there, of course, in Sean Bobbitt, who actually had, he had done a, a documentary about there five years ago on, on, on gangs, yeah. five years ago. So he had covered a lot of ground there too. So we had did a lot, a lot of sort of interesting, not just sort of you know in, in the so-called obvious areas mm -hmm. of Chicago, but the sort of you know going to sort of I mean for example Veronica, uh, the, um, Viola Davis's um, character, her apartment is in these Van der Rohe's grandson's apartment, mm -hmm. and this and that building was one of his last skyscrapers that he actually designed. So the richness of, of Chicago is so incredible, um, you know it's just so rich with with history. I mean. Think of the music that's come out of Chicago. You know, it's, it's, it, Chicago's it made rock and roll. Mm. I mean, you know, electric blues. I mean, it's where, where it comes from. But at the same time, there's not one institution to music, mm. black music, popular music in Chicago. Could you believe it? Yeah. But there's Ming vases everywhere. But in your own soil, in your own, you know, it just t tells you a lot about. I mean, this is the Midwest, mm. and it's kind of for me going into that and feeling or seeing the racism, seeing the political sort of, uh, you know, corruption and, and, and talking to people off and on record, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's, it's so, it, it, if I was a writer, I wouldn't go anywhere else but, but, but write things in Chicago. It's extraordinarily rich. It's so much about who and what, what we are as, as people today, not just, in, again, taking Chicago, looking at Chicago in a local, in locally, but actually turning it around and it being global, because it's not just about Chicago, which is a city I actually love, but it reflects so many other things which are going on, you know, in, in Western cities around the world. Now, when you're approaching this, you know, I, I want to be clear, Please. this worked, but I was, I'm thinking if I was on your team before you went into production, I, one thing, one note I might have, I might have said is that, Steve, there's a lot of characters here. You know, you got like you have you have all these different worlds, but then even in those worlds, there's other layers. Like you know, adding the Jackie Weaver character mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. and an element of you know mm -hmm. not just Brian Tyree Henry, but also having Daniel have mm -hmm. such a presence. Mm -hmm. And was that an element of because of the tapestry of how you saw this and and wanting all of those layers? 
Um, was it tricky to figure out that? I mean, once again, it does work, but there is this thing of like, how do I anchor a movie with Viola Davis and then also have all these different types of worlds, but inside those worlds, all of those layers? Is that, is that a balance? In the- I th- look at movies in the 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they were so layered and so nuanced um, that it's not of any... You know, it's not any, any, and also in, in, our, in our own everyday lives. How many people, people in our week we see, we, we, we touch on, we have an idea of a person. You, have, you know, how many in, in, our, in, our, in our daily lives do we have a, a glimpse of other people's lives? You know, uh, an idea, an understanding, a, a metaphorical sort of, uh, uh, sort of nuanced look. You know, we, we're not stupid mm-hmm. as humans. We, we, we see things even, you know, we, we even know, you could talk to someone and you know when they're talking to you, they're lying. Yeah. You know, so there's so many sort of things which happen every day that you want. I wanted to have this sort of uh, canvas where you touched upon things like icebergs, but you saw the tip of it, but you knew the depth of it. Mm-hmm. Like the Reverend Wheeler, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a, so you get everything in that speech and 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 everything about what happens afterwards. I mean, you're, the, you're hopefully the viewers, uh, the listeners rather, will, will, will understand what I'm talking about once they go to the cinema. Um, <laughs> but there's so many things which are, you know, about who we are as human beings that it's very recognisable to, to the audience. So it's not a hard um, or difficult undertaking. It's just how you can mirror life. And I, I think that's extraordinarily exciting. I think it's very stimulating mm-hmm. for, the, um, for the audience that you're sort of, you know, involved with, you're involved with and rewarded at the same time. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I, I, I hope that's great storytelling. Oh, it is. It yeah. is. Um, it, it, maybe right off that, maybe the easiest thing to talk about is the wonderful opening and the conception sure. of that. Because, um, it, first off, it's incredibly effective. We're sunk right in the middle of this action. But there's also this element of establishing that world, but not letting it feel like exposition. And also grounding us in Miss Davis, you know, mm-hmm. in that sense of um, really feeling like an emotional, like, protagonist-type you know, she's going to be the anchor of this film. And it's in this, in context, of this remarkable cross-cutting and, and involving us in action. I'm wondering if you could talk about the conception of that and the execution of that, because it's really a remarkable piece of filmmaking. Well, what I wanted to do in, in the beginning, because actually we get to the title at the end of that, that run, mm. we get to the, the title of the picture, which I love, because now, okay, are you settling, are you settling, are you, are you sort of, what's the word, that's a beautiful thing we're having, are you, are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> that, I, you know, that's the sort of, sort of the, the storytelling English sort of beginning of the story. Are you sitting comfortably? Okay, now we can begin. So I wanted that sort of situation where you, we come into the cinema with your popcorn and your soda and all of a sudden you're sort of, you're, you're sort of you know, thrown into zero to 60. And you're, you're, you're pressed in the back of your seat, popcorn flying all over your chest, um, and you're in it from day one. And there was no mistaking, you were in it. Um, so therefore, you know, from getting from the beginning, uh, there's a situation where there's a sort of passionate exchange. And I wanted the, the, the audience to have the idea of the, the establishment of these, these two people being passionately in love with each other. And then, cut, we get to the um, a certain, a, 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 a sort of a, um, a, a car chase as such, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, and people fleeing a scene. But I love the idea of a caress and a slap. A caress and a slap. Oh my God, I'm hurting myself. Oh, ow! But you know, the caress and the slap. That's what I wanted. Because it, it, it just wakes you up. Mm-hmm. You feel secure, then you feel unsecure. You feel secure, you feel unsecure, and you cut. And think, okay, whoa, I better have my wits about me when I'm starting watching this picture. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted, that, that dynamic 
Oh, I'll do it one more time for, for, for visual effect, audio effect, <laughs> the crest and the slap. Ow. Just to be clear, Steve, yeah, Mr. Be, Mr. McQueen is slapping himself. I'm slapping myself. <laughs> Ow. Now, I'm wondering, um, you've worked with the um, uh, same editor for a while, Joe Walker. Joe Walker, and, yeah. I, and, and I worked with Sean Bobby for 18 years, my cameraman. Yeah. And, and I want, we'll, we'll definitely get to Sean mm. as well, but there's an element here, not just talk, this, this balancing act that you have of moving mm. in and out of these worlds, how much of that, when you got into the editing room with Joe, was mm. something that you continued to play with and had to slightly reinvent, or how much of that was executing the master plan and that you had really done the, like, that, you know, you were talking the crest and the slap, to a certain degree. That was in, that was in the script, that, yeah. was, that, that was scripted. Uh, so that was never, I, I had it in my head from day one, mm -hmm. how I wanted to enter the picture. Because those um, transitions meant something to you. Is that the juxtaposition yes, of things? absolutely. But you have to edit it. No, no, it's kind of funny you say yeah. that because you have a, you know you want. Yeah. But then again, you know, how do you, you have, then you have to do it. A, a, a frame in and a frame out can make a huge amount of difference. And the sound is so important in this particular kind of undertaking. Because Joe's a master at that. He comes from that sound background. Well, yeah, he's in music. He's, he's in music. Um, I think, you know, with, with, with me, I mean, I, you know, since, you know, again, it's one of those things where sound for me is sometimes more important than, than images. So you're thinking in that, con in that, in that conception um, that's going on in your head before you, you're executing, sound is, how this sounds and feels is something. I've done it since it was in, in my, my artworks. You know, again, it's sort of, you know. You're hearing your art. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like how you, it's it's almost like a memory. You know, it's almost like Steve. oh, sorry, apologize. It's almost like a memory. It's almost like smell. You know, smell is much more vivid to people's memory than actual images. Mm. Um, it could evoke so much. You know, when you go down to you know you go to that smell and you know of a, of a location and it brings back all those memories. So sound has the same thing. So for me, it was so vitally important to have that sort of um, uh, you know sort of. How can I say? It, it throws you, if if it throws you into a situation, then takes you. Out. It's like great radio, mm -hmm. you know. Again, I think you know. I was brought up with you know great radio, uh, you know radio, you know, and some of the cutlers in the Amazon, you heard that person. You were in the you were in the Amazon with them. Now on television, you're you're observing a guy with almost like with a penknife thrashing through some foliage. There's a there, there, there's a proximity, but with great sound. And you're, you know, and of course, within the cinema, you are in there with him. And therefore, that's how I shot it. You're, you know, hopefully your viewers will get a chance to see the picture at the beginning. You'll see how, how we shot the chase. Very unorthodox, not like normally how you shoot a chase. Mm -hmm. but, but I wanted a visual sort of, sort of um, undertaking that you were in the, you were, you were, you were, you were, you were excuse me, I'm kind of speaking this anymore. <laughs> you were in the pursuit as mm -hmm. well. You were part of that um, uh, dynamic. Mm -hmm. I, Sean had mentioned that for the heist specifically, you guys were looking a little bit at heat and to see some of the things that Michael Mann did. Is that part of? Is this? A, is that an element? No, no, no. no. Maybe he was looking at it visually for a certain purpose. I think. I think maybe what he meant by that is that you know, again, I suppose that's what we have to do. But that for me, it's, it, I mean, no, no, no. Because that's what people are going to think. Well, about. Or, yeah. or, or the killing, or, yeah. or any other heist picture. Mm. But I think for this, that wasn't you know, because you, you see the picture and there's no reference to it. Mm. I don't think so either. You know. I watched this film a couple times because there's an element here, and I've always thought this about you as a filmmaker, but there's something about this film where it really hit home. There's an incredible efficiency um, in this sense of um, how quickly 
we are grounded in complex emotion and how able you are quickly able to translate. Um, there are a lot, of, a lot of other filmmakers, to be frank, would have trouble getting to the part that you're in five seconds into a scene mm -hmm. because of how much we are grounded and established in that. And there's, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about your process of staging and working with actors, because my sense is a lot of that must stem from, from, from that. It does, but a lot of it has to do with the audience's history, our history, our communal history. Meaning that the audience, you see, you're walking on the street and you see a glimpse of something. You have a pretty idea what that is, what's happening. Mm -hmm. So I'm using, it's almost like Tai Chi filmmaking. I'm using the audience to help me finish that narrative because they, are, they know often what that's about. A glimpse of a life here, a glimpse of a life there. So in some ways, um, you know, the audience is helping me tell the full and complete story, mm -hmm. you know? Could you give an example of something like that where, where you use something that you knew that we were carrying into? I mean, you see the situation with Elizabeth Debicki, for mm -hmm. example, who plays Alice, and the sort of domestic sort of abuse. You see, you can see, you can, you can, there's, a meta, there's a metaphorical sort of understanding of what that is. Uh, and, and, you know, just by certain things, what, the, what, what, what her partner says, and you can see the dynamic of that relationship. And of course, any acting has to be a top notch. Mm. And that's why, you know, you know, you, you, you know, you bring these actors in. You know, I was very good, I was very lucky that I had these amazing actors who came in to do, you know, you know, small parts in the picture to serve the women and hats off to them because women do that all the time for men. So it was hats off to these gorgeous, amazing actors that could come in to do that. But again, it's what it's, it's the actors, of course, executing mm -hmm. that, but also it's the audience filling in the gaps and it's gorgeous because it's filmmaking mm -hmm. you know that's the thing with we don't have to have the whole you know because we know you, you get bored off yeah yeah I get it I get it but once you have a glimpse you're oh wow and you sort of stimulate the viewer and then you move on to, to, to the actual chase uh, similar thing I think the example of that of course is what happens in the beginning of the picture with um, uh, I just spoke about Alice uh, uh, played by Elizabeth Becky, Linda played by Michelle Rodriguez, and the situation where her husband sort of, you know, leave, you know, um, having that conversation with with the, with, with the husband about um, money and, and and whatnot, and you understand that she's being played a little bit, but you know, there's a sort of he's he's, he's a bit of a, a, a charming rogue. Mm. So again, it's the actors, but it's the audience. I love that 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 uh, that relationship with the actors and and the audience. That's why you know, it's I was I was so gratefully surprised about the reaction to the picture when we showed it in, in, in Toronto for the first time and in London and, and Chicago, the audience participation, aud audibly, the gasps and the cheers and the laughter. And I hadn't, you know, you, can, you, you don't predict that, but I was just so happy that there was, this picture was audience participation in a kind of interesting way, which I never could predict. Yeah, because you're assuming what we know and you're assuming what we're carrying, but did you give us the, the tip? Well, some things I didn't know yeah. what the audience knew before I did. For example, they're much more smarter. Now, I imagine also some of this uh, comes out and trying to find those moments, those things that, um, you know, so we could skip ahead. Yes. I imagine some of that and finding those moments, those gestures where it, 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 it is playing to something that the audience, oh, I get what's going on here, this, this abusive situation or this money situation between this, these two characters. How much of that is coming from when this comes back to that question about the process with the actors and then figuring out that staging and 
in those moments. I'm wondering if you could just talk a little bit about how well, you can put, put together a scene. Well, it kind of starts with myself and, and, uh, and Gillian Flynn, who co-wrote the script with me, to sort of, you know, think about certain things and, and aspects of it, and also um, to allow things to develop. And then you take it to the actor, and then you do rehearsals, and then, you know, you can change things again. You know, it, it's not fluid until it's shot. Mm -hmm. It's not sorry, you know. In, uh, sorry, it's it's not. It's not nothing's done until it's shot. Mm -hmm. So it's there's constant development in in it. And if it, if you shoot it and it doesn't work as that, then you change it. Then you feel how it goes. But it starts, you know, the whole idea starts with myself and um, and Gilliam and and getting it down on paper. And then it sort of amalgamates to rehearsals, and you see how it works, see how it works in camera. And then you know, again, it's it's everything's up for grabs because all we're interested in is all we're interested in is the truth. In mm -hmm. the camera react. I mean, I know. Once again, this comes back to a, um, and Sean was very clear about this, mm. in, in, that, in that 18 years of working together, there's a shorthand and, there's totally. a, and a tremendous uh, sense of seeing the world and him having an understanding of how, you know, it seems as if you're, you're barely talking at this point really, <laughs> in really, your marriage. Really. No, uh, it's kind of crazy, but true. Um, but I'm wondering, though, is the, the camera, even though there's general ideas and, and you've talked about the visual plan for, for this movie, the camera it comes in and reacts to whatever comes out of that rehearsal and from that staging to a certain degree in, in, that, yeah. in the picking the shots, right? Well, what's so beautiful about it is the shot, I mean, again, we don't have, a, we, we never have a, 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 a camera, a, a shooting list, we never have that. We, you know, it's one of those things, I don't want to have a situation where I'm bringing my stencil into a situation, imposing myself on a, on a scene or a location. Often when you write something, then you go there, say, oh, bloody, I was totally different to what I imagined it. Oh, what am I going to do now? So it's all about, you know, embracing the, the, the situation in front of you and what the actor, or how you can have a conversation, a dialogue with the actors, actors in the scene do. Mm -hmm. So again, it's actually being free. It gives you, liber it liberates you, it liberates your camera. And sometimes that sort of, you know, limitations, whatever it is, it gives you, gives you a lot of freedom. I mean, you know, again, it's, there's the scene with, um, you know, again, okay, I'll, I'll just do, uh, for example, this, there's a scene with people, a lot of people are talking about with, with the with the, with the scene where um, Jack Mulligan gets in the car after he has a, a talk with the um, talk with these um, uh, uh, the, these women uh, about his uh, the minority empowerment group, yes, and he's yes. he's I mean, he's going to continue his father's. Yeah. This is the Colin Farrell character running for for office, right? Yeah, and so yeah. it's like he's just had this thing where he's like showing off this program of empowering minority women and he's getting yeah. bombarded by questions by a reporter and so he runs into his car so, and that's the shot. Yeah, I knew it, it, there was gonna be one shot. So okay, I want this to be one shot. So I thought, okay, you know, what we'll do is put the camera inside the car, but look look of it sort of in, in the side room mirror. So the journey you see him, we, we, we had a conversation. And then on the days, John, John said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll put it on the roof. I said, okay, yeah, sure. So it's either inside or outside. So, okay, we'll, we'll, put, it on the, we'll put it on the on the outside, and that was it. Mm -hmm. So that kind of conversation happens. That development of, of things sort of uh, occurs through the journey of the location. And I mean, that wasn't actually, that wasn't, I think that was that was in the script because I had an idea that, because I had an idea of the geography, we had to find that location. It was so, it was ridiculous. There it was. So they thought, okay, well, there it is. Let's, let's just shoot it. But it's never. I, I, I'm sorry. You know, the audience is thinking, "Oh God, this guy's rambling." But was, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, is basically, I always come to the situation of the location or the scene with complete and utter openness and seeing what happens, so I can react to it. Like this conversation, I don't know what I'm going to say <laughs> after one word. There's also another element, and I realize that in terms of figuring out where the camera's going to be in the shots, that is very much reaction to 
you know, what you're putting in front of it. But there's an element also, and I'm thinking specifically with... Can Pat. I go back? Oh, no, please. Yeah, no, cool. cool yeah. But what's interesting about that shot, it, it, it has to be for a purpose. Mm -hmm. So what that shot is, is doing, what is it doing? It basically tells you, it actually, it, there's a sort of momentum and, and momentum of narrative because also, because obviously, because there's movement, but also the fact that, of the matter, you get five different levels of information through that one shot. And there's the momentum, as I said, going from A to B. You see the landscape changing from a predominantly African-American neighborhood, which is sort of, you know, um, disheveled. And we move to a sort of more affluent area, which is obviously predominantly um, white. Within that journey, we understand that uh, this particular uh, person, Jack Mulligan, he, he doesn't really care about the people you spoke about. Mm. Um, he, he, he'd rather not be in politics. He, he's his mother's son, as he says. And that Siobhan, this lady who doesn't hardly say a word in the whole movie, is an instigator that pushes him because, you know, she wants to push him to be mayor. Mm -hmm. So, and then you have another aspect of the person who's driving the car who's an African-American, and they're saying certain things in the back of the car, which he doesn't react to because who's going to pay more than Jack Mulligan? So you have all these layers of, of information, uh, which I think the audience, we're not suckers. We understand what, what people, politicians say in private and in public, and we don't need the Access Hollywood tapes to tell us that. Mm. Um, um, so it's kind of interesting in that sense of how you sort of um, uh, move narrative along as well as have these layers. Off this, there's also, I know, certain things that you're reacting to, but there's also an element of your collaboration with Adam and Sean, mm -hmm. um, where the production design and the lighting and the color, there's a painterly aspect to this where there's an element of, it's not simply a look, it's not simply a style. There's something here that is very expressive in these, in the way that, these locations are, uh, are designed and the, and the color that you're using that I feel like, and maybe this comes back to your, your art background, but I feel like instantly also kind of gives us, we're not sitting there reading this or thinking why is, this is blue because of this or this because, but there's something about that that instantly kind of distills to us uh, an emotion and a feel that I feel like is part of part of what you're going for. Am I wrong about that and those, those collaborations? No, I, I think, well, I think what it is is that, you know, we had 60, locations in this picture, which is kind of incredible. Um, 60 lo different locations, I think. And these locations are all happening in Chicago. They're not, we're not one, is, one is not trying to sort of, um, you know, say anything other than portraying the city as it is. And, you know, Chicago, you know, what's so beautiful about it is it's kind of very gothic at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's very modern. You know, we talk about Mies van der Rohe skyscrapers, and we talk about these you know, gothic men's clubs. Um, the establishment, and, you, and then you get these areas which are which are very derelict, you know, sort of the south side, um, and decaying. So it's it's how you the palette as such is how do you differentiate, but at the same time merge these the, the, the these environments, and you know again you don't want to be over dramatic with it because again I don't want to sort of lie. Mm. You know, I don't want to sort of say dun 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 this is this is the, this is the south side dun 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 this is this is it's not you know. That's, that's just too heavy-handed and, and, and not, not what I'm after. It's how you bring the elements into play. For example, the, the hideout as such. Mm -hmm. It's always tungsten lit. It's an indoor, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an enclosed uh, environment, no windows. So there's a certain atmosphere of, um, of the past in the present 
within those images. In the sense that these women are now in the space that their 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 husbands once a did. location which they, they had no idea about. They had, and, but also they don't know each other. They mean each other for the first time in this so-called neutral territory, which was very much about their husbands. So how do you do that? And and you know again there are some contrasting images you know, on the walls and so forth. You know whatever. So it's kind of sexist images on the wall. So it's kind of interesting that like, to tackle that, how you ta tackle that, uh, and I love it because of course there's no windows, so it's all tungsten lit, uh, you know, this sort of fluorescent light, fluorescent lighting, and then you get the sort of oaky kind of more, you know, again, it's it's just it's just exciting to sort of deal with those kind of palettes and, and those sort of uh, situations where you're dealing with natural light. There's a lot of natural light stuff happening, for example. Well, of course, with the. Uh, with the, with, the, with, the, with the one shot of, of the driving thing. And it, it's, it's, I mean, I think Sean is just one of those people. I mean, there wasn't a lot of grading to do. I mean, the grading what we do was, was very, was, you know, very kind of obviously great. But, you know, Sean did that in camera. You know, that's, that's, I mean, if so many people are, are not doing that anymore, not taking the care to do such. So, so what it does inspires you, even in your cut, because don't forget, when you're cutting, you're cutting stuff which is not graded, or say, or one, or just one, one sort of bath or whatever. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need a level of, of lighting to be of, of a level that inspires you to cut. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? In some ways, that, you know, that could change everything. That could, it could, it, it sort of could take you to a different place. So, you know, Sean is it's gorgeous in how he he sort of looks at things and and how you know we're not what we don't want to do is get into something which is sort of decorative mm. not interested we're interested in getting something which is much more textural that you can actually feel it in your hand you could you know what i'm doing now is just like <laughs> sort of touching my hand that you can actually have that sort of textural sort of quality to it because the audience instantly it's once again it's not translating it just it gets, feels it you it gets it. under your skin yeah, yeah that's it, that that's because we unfortunately we don't have smell uh, as a, an element but we do have the <laughs> You know the sort of you know the color grading, so yeah, very important. Um, I'm wondering if you could also talk a little bit about um, the casting of this film. Yes, it is. I think probably the best cast film I've seen in a very long time. In that sense mm -hmm. of, I mean, Miss Davis is fantastic, but that's a little mm -hmm. bit like drafting LeBron with your first draft pick. It's like she's mm -hmm. amazing, but, but there's 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 layers here of. Um, how I think about Elizabeth, I think about uh, Lucas, and I think about like something that, you know, how there's something about their physicality that you're getting out of them that is so, is so particular to these characters that goes beyond their performance. It's rehearsal, and it's about being inspired by one another. I mean, you, you give the example of Lucas Hass and Elizabeth. I think, you know, she's inspiring. He's in, he 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 but he brings he brings his game, Lucas. I mean, I think Lucas is absolutely incredible in this picture. And you think about Lu Lucas is if he, you know, we as an audience were looking at him, and it's kind of like sorry, we as an audience were looking at him, and if he steers, you know, it's like a Grand Prix mm -hmm. racetrack. If he steers a little bit off the track, he falls off. It's, it's, it's over. It's time. He has to sort of guide himself through this very tricky terrain. And for us, the audience is for us the audience to believe him. Mm -hmm. And he does such a marvelous job. I think because obviously he's playing off Elizabeth and Elizabeth is playing off him. So two are artists who are inspiring each other, inspiring with each other. And it's, it's great. Because when people raise, raise your game, you've you got, you got to come to your party. I mean, yeah, you see LeBron, LeBron James. You know, if I'm playing LeBron James, I don't really play basketball. 
Trust me, I'll be better than playing with someone else. You know how it is, how people can raise your game. I think that's what happens. People inspire each other. I think you know, through all, across the board, you get Daniel Kalua, you get oh. Brian Curry's Henry, you get, you know, Michelle Rodriguez. So, you know, again, when you're in that sort of, uh, that sort of space and we have rehearsal, we have time to look at the script and talk and discuss the character, it just raises everyone's game. It's amazing. It was, it was incredible to sort of direct sort of, you know, I don't know, it was like 13, 14 main, 14, well, there was 81 speaking parts, mm -hmm. but there were 14 main sort of, well, important characters, plus the dog, of course. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, and I don't want to make too much of this, yeah. but and we'll just, we can, we Please can go um, there's an element in, there's an American, there's an element in American film of, uh, and there's a long tradition of this, of some of the best films about America have come from filmmakers from the outside. This film is so clear and is so clear-eyed about us as a people, and that, that's universal mm. outside of the States. But I'm wondering if there is something about, do we, are, do, sometimes are we unable to see ourselves and how fucked up that's going on in this country? I don't, I, I, I can't, that's something I can't answer, but I, I, listen, I have invested interest in America. Mm. You know, I, you know, I love America. There's no, you know, it sounds so corny to say, but I really do. I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, these, for example, these four women who are the main protagonists and widows come from very different social and economic backgrounds, but they come together to make a team to achieve their goal, and they can only do that together. And for me, that's America. You know, you have people from all over the world, different parts of the world. They come together to make this country what it what it, what, what, what 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 it is, and that's America. Yes, you know, based on mm -hmm. you know <laughs> you know genocide and based on and based on slavery, the foundation. But this is what America is. This is the best part of America. But people from all over the world come together to make this nation, and you know, it's 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 pretty. You know, it's kind of admirable, and 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 and. You know, that's the foundation of this country. So when you get a situation that, uh, that we have right now, unfortunately, when someone's trying to pull the foundation apart and make divides, well, that's just gonna, that's gonna, that, that, that's the, that's that's the road to disaster because America is a country which is made up from all different parts of the world that's creating this one thing, and um, you know, and I love that. What was it? The, it's a beautiful thing in in, in um, which you have in this country. And the pursuit of happiness. Mm. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, wow. So no, I mean, yes, I mean, you know, it's 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 a great thing. It's it's a great thing, and that's why so many people come in. That's why you know, people try to you know, um, try to sort of um, you know. Well, we, I mean, I'm going on a bit, but the, you know, it, that's what I want to say. I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of moving, very very moving. And to be honest with you, you've said it all. You've said a lot of what you have to say in this film, which is just an extraordinary film. Steve, this is this is an incredible film. Everybody should go see this thing in the theater. Um, I loved it. I've seen it twice, and I can't wait to see it for the third time. So thank you for time. My pleasure. Thank you. Mm -hmm.